Chapter twenty four of the Memoirs of Chateaubriand, seventeen sixty eight to eighteen hundred. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicole Lee. Memoirs of Chateaubriand, seventeen sixty eight to eighteen hundred by Francois Rene de Chateaubriand. Chapter twenty four. Berlin, March eighteen twenty one. October in July eighteen forty six. Berlin, Potsdam, Frederick it is far from combourg to berlin from a young visionary to an old minister in the passage which precedes these words on resuming my task i found the following in how many places have i begun to write these memoirs and in what place shall i bring them to a close nearly four years have passed between the date of the events which i have just related and that at which i resume these memoirs a thousand things have supervened i have become a second man a politician I am very little attached to the pursuit. I have defended the liberties of France, which alone can give permanence to the legitimate throne. By the aid of the conservateur, I have placed M. de Villel in power. I have seen the death of the Duc de Berry, and I have done honour to his memory. And finally, to conciliate all, I have withdrawn. I have accepted the embassy at Berlin. Yesterday I was at Potsdam, an ornamental barrack, at present without soldiers, I studied the counterfeit Julian in his counterfeit Athens. At Sanssouci, the table was pointed out to me, at which a great German monarch reduced into French versification the maxims of the encyclopedists. Voltaire's chamber, decorated with apes and parroquets, carved in wood, the mill which he who ravaged whole provinces played at respecting, the tomb of his horse Caesar and his greyhounds Diana, Amuret, Biche, Superbe, and Pax, the royal infidel took pleasure even in profaning the religion of the tomb by erecting monuments to his dogs he had marked a place for his own sepulture near them less from a feeling of contempt for men than an ostentation of annihilation i was conducted to the new palace already falling to decay in the old castle of potsdam great respect is shown to the stains of tobacco the torn and dirty armchairs and in short to all the marks of the uncleanliness of the renegade prince these places serve at once to immortalize the dirtiness of the cynic the impudence of the atheist the tyranny of the despot and the glory of the soldier one thing alone attracted my attention the hand of a clock stopped at the minute at which frederick expired i was deceived by the fixedness of the image hours do not stay their flight man does not arrest the flight of time but time arrests man moreover it matters little what characters we have played in life the splendour or obscurity of our doctrines our riches or our miseries our joys or our sorrows make no change in the measure of our days whether the hand goes round on a dial of gold or of wood be the dial itself great or small in the setting of a ring or on the tower of a cathedral time is but of the same duration in a vault of the protestant church immediately below the pulpit of the unfrocked schismatic i saw the tomb of the royal sophist the tomb is bronze and re-echoes when struck the gendarme who rests in this brazen bed would not be roused from his slumbers even by the fame of his renown he will not awake till he hears the sound of that trumpet which shall summon him to his last battlefield in presence of the god of hosts it was so needful to change my impressions that i found consolation in visiting the maison de marbre the king who caused it to be constructed had formerly addressed me in some complimentary words when a poor officer i passed through his army this king at least shared the common weaknesses of men vulgar like them he took refuge in his pleasures 
do the two skeletons give themselves any trouble now about the difference which was in their condition formerly when one was frederick the great and the other frederick william sans souci and the maison de marbre are equally ruins without a master on the whole although the greatness of the events of our days has diminished past events although rosbach lisa leibnitz torgau etc are but skirmishes when compared with the battles of marengo austerlitz jena moscow etc frederick suffers less than others when brought into comparison with the giant chained on the rock of st helena the king of prussia and voltaire are two figures most oddly grouped who will live the second destroyed a society with the same philosophy which the first employed to found a kingdom the evenings are long in berlin i occupy an hotel belonging to the duchesse de dino at nightfall my secretaries leave me when there are no festivities at court in honour of the grand duke nicholas and his duchess i stay at home shut up alone with a very gloomy-looking stove i hear nothing but the voice of the sentinel at the brandenburg gate and the tread on the snow of the watchman how shall i pass my time with books i have none suppose i go on with my memoirs you left me on the road from combourg to rennes at the latter town i took up my quarters at the house of one of my relations he announced to me with great satisfaction that a lady of his acquaintance was going to paris had a seat in her carriage to spare and that he had got her to consent to take me with her i accepted the offer cursing the courtesy of my relation he arranged the affair and soon presented me to my fellow-traveller a spruce and gay milliner who fell a-laughing as soon as she looked at me at midnight the horses arrived and we set out now behold me in a post-chaise alone with a lady in the middle of the night i who in the whole course of my life had never looked at a woman without blushing how was i to descend from the height of my dreams to the frightful reality i did not know where i was i coiled myself up in the corner of the carriage for fear of touching madame rose's dress when she spoke to me i stammered and lost all power of speaking she was obliged to pay the postilion and take charge of everything for i was altogether useless at break of day she looked with new wonder at the simpleton with whom she regretted being shut up soon after the aspect of the country began to change and i no longer recognised the dress or accent of the breton peasants i soon fell into a profound despondency which increased the contempt madame rose already entertained towards me i became sensible of the feeling which i inspired and from this first contact with the world i received an impression which time has never completely effaced i was born wild but not shamefaced i had all the modesty of my age but none of its awkwardness as soon as i divined that i was made ridiculous by my good qualities my wildness changed into an insurmountable timidity i could no longer utter a word i felt that i had something to conceal and that this something was a virtue i resolved to retire within myself in order to wear my innocence in peace we were approaching paris at the descent of saint cyr i was struck with the width of the roads and with the regularity of the plantations we speedily reached versailles the orangery and its flights of marble steps roused me from my indifference the success of the war in america had brought back triumphs to the palace of louis the fourteenth the queen reigned there in all the splendour of youth and beauty the throne so near its fall seemed never to have been so firm and i an obscure traveller was to survive that pomp i was to remain to see the woods of trianon as desert as those from which i had just come at last we entered paris i fancied i saw on every countenance a mocking air like the gentleman of perigord i believed that people only looked at me to turn me into ridicule 
Madame Rose gave orders to be driven to the Rue de Mail, to the Hôtel de l'Europe, and took the speediest means of disencumbering herself of her silly companion. I had scarcely alighted from the carriage when she said to the porter, "'Show this gentleman to a room. Your servant,' added she, making a hasty curtsey. I have never since met with Madame Rose. End of chapter 24